Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. For another Thursday. And we are coming up at round 10 of the Monster Energy Supercross Series. Round 10 already. Sweet Jesus. Where's the time gone? Past halfway in this thing and lots to get into, lots to talk about. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Fly Racing guys on board with this show. Their 2022 line continues to push the boundaries of innovation and style. The all-new Formula CP helmet offers the Rion technology at an eye-popping price. Improvements extend to the Evo and Kinetic lines of gear. Following the changes last year to the light line, uh, with the market-leading Formula Helmet revolutionizing brain protection and Zone Pro Goggle making a podium debut with JB last year. Things have never looked brighter for Fly Racing. Check out the new line at flyracing.com and at Fly Racing USA on social media. They have some cool things coming down the road as well. Thank you to the folks at Get FMF Vision, Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with this show. Again, 702-586-7857. You can uh, give us a call. Uh, Roxon is in the news, obviously, this week. He is pulling out of the uh, a series, I would think, all of the Supercross series and coming back from motocross would be my guess from what I hear, from what the tea leaves say. But give us a call. Tell us, tell us what you think about it. 702-586-7857. Thanks to the folks at Pro Taper. The ACF bar is out and uh, being used by the teams like Star Racing and Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. They got four bends right now. It retails for 140 bucks. The first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar for motocross. They got the carbon core system that uses lightweight and an exceptionally strong unidirectional carbon fiber cores to reinforce the aluminum tubing and safely reduce its wall thickness in key areas. It's the lightest one and one eighths bar out on the market and it's got the 7000 series aluminum as well. More room on the handlebar for uh, controls and such too. So this is a big deal for these guys and um, yeah, they have, they've been working hard there at ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Also, thanks to the folks at FMF Vision, the same guys that bring you FMF uh, uh, mufflers and, and, and two-stroke pipes and everything over the years, are now bringing you uh, goggles, a unique optics brand created in a partnership with the brilliant minds you brought you 100%. It's a full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sand goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your gargle, goggle arsenal. Gargle arsenal. Goggle arsenal. With the power of FMF Vision, followed at FMF Vision on social media. Kay Clayson running these, and because he made the main event in Daytona, we are giving him a pair away. That's what we do every Thursday if Cade makes the main event. He uses FMF goggles, as does Dean Wilson, as does Kyle Peters, and more. At FMF Vision to see the latest. We're going to give away a pair of those goggles today on the show, and we're also going to give away a Fly Racing casual wear uh, a bundle as well. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making that happen. 
Uh, lots to get into. We'll tell you more about Plum Creek funding and Maxis and Get later on. Uh, Dan Truman and Jason Thomas on the show today. And taking your calls, holding things down over there. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. Great to see you. Yeah, thank you. You too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You're really bringing it today. Yeah. I, I can sense more pep in your step. Oh, yeah. Very uh, excited. All right, let's get our first guest on the line if we can. And uh, let's go to the lines. They're already uh, jam-packed. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. What's going on? So, uh, yeah, like with RCH and Ken Roxon, when Roxon's dad was in town, his dad made a big stink. And then the way I understand it, his dad was in town here recently or still is. And then how much of the blame probably goes towards his dad that all of a sudden Roxon's pulling out now? I don't know. I I don't know if any does, right? Obviously, he was critical of the RCH guys and, and all of that. Uh, that's a long time ago now. Um, I don't know what his dad would have to do with him now pulling out of the series. I don't see the connection, Chad, to be honest. Well, it's just, isn't he in town or recently come in town, and then now all of a sudden it's announced he's pulling out? So well, just, yeah, you know. sure, but I mean, okay, I, I don't know that his dad's here. I didn't hear that, but even if he is, he's been not having the results uh, that he's needed for a long time since the Anaheim won't exactly. win, really, right? So. I don't know. I mean, maybe the maybe he bounced the idea off his dad. You know what I mean? Like, hey, dad, this is what I'm thinking. Oh. What do you think? But I wouldn't say the dad uh, has anything to do with with it. So, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Thanks, okay. man. Thanks I for calling. Over there is the yeah. manager. Thank you. All Thanks. right, Chad. Uh, talking to um, uh, people around the situation, and we'll dive more into that as well. Uh, Ken Roxon out for probably Supercross series. Uh, the folks at Get and Athena are on board with this show. Uh, Athena, of course, makes uh, pistons and top-end kits, cylinders, uh, big bores. You can uh, check that out at Athena.com. Their sister company, Get, makes a two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. they got an RPM dashboard uh, device that is really doing well in MXGP. Uh, a lot of things going on with the folks at Get and Athena. And if you want a discount from those guys, just use us. Uh, use the contact form at PulpMX.com. We will pass it on and uh, work it out. But speaking of Get and Athena, it's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you? I'm good, man. Just uh, staying busy. Staying busy. That's awesome. Good to hear. Uh, before we talk more about that, uh, Roxon is out of the series, uh, taking a break. I don't expect him back until outdoors. Uh, what do you hear, Dan? What do you know? Um, I think, you know, the same thing you guys know. I'm not too close to, to Kenny's camp, but, I mean, the Kenny we've seen at A1, according to him, he still wasn't at 100%, and I just think that his health has been an issue. He said he got COVID, I think, after maybe San Diego. And, mm-hmm. and we know he has a ton of uh, ton of health issues, you know, from all the surgeries and just things over the past. So um, knowing those guys at Honda and how bad they want to win and stuff, I don't think they would just let this go if there wasn't a real issue uh, of some sort. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Kenny's finished outside the top five, I think, like three times in years. And uh, we'll, we've seen that this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. But it looked like he was almost starting to make a little bit of a comeback. He qualified well at uh, Dallas. And then he was fast again at Daytona, and I really thought he was kind of turning things around. So it was a, a bit of a shocker for sure. Uh, yeah, the series is worse off without him. But also, I mean, I'm, I agree with you. Daytona looked to be maybe a little better. But what was happening, you couldn't uh, couldn't keep that up. Like he, something had to give. He can't just ride around 10th place for the series, right? Yeah, I think at the you know the amount of money that is put into Kenny and the program and everything else, I I just think that they are, they're like, hey, listen, let's get fixed and 
take a real shot at this outdoor championship. Um, I mean, they didn't say he was out for the rest of Supercross, but if I had to guess, the goal is to get ready for the first outdoor. That was um, my uh, my guess, too, and I was going to ask you if you agreed with that, so it sounds like you do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's just there's no reason to come back now, right, for a race win or something. You mm-hmm. know, they got Chase to put it up front. Um, you know, they have Jet and Hunter in the 250 classes, so I think that the goal would be to come back for the first round of outdoors and, and come out swinging. I've been on the record uh, a few times on my different shows. I don't think he's back at Honda next year. I think it's time for both sides to uh, shake their hands. Both of them gave it their best shot. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, so I don't think he's back. What do you, where do you lean on that, Dan? Um, I mean, I haven't put too much thought into it, but I mean, where does he go? Well, uh, maybe KTM, Red Bull. Does he have to stay with Red Bull? I don't know. Does he what? need to stay with Red Bull? Uh, I don't know the it's to the extent of his contract. I mean, but I believe he would like to stay with Red Bull if I had to guess. Right. But I mean, there is a small hiccup that comes with Red Bull KTM. I don't know if you are aware, but they want you to train uh, at Alden Baker's. Yeah, they do. But maybe for Kenny, things could change or be be changed. I don't know. Um, so okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, his trainer, I mean, maybe he would go back. I don't know. I just, his trainer is his brother-in-law. And, I mean, I don't think he's out of shape, right? No, I mean, he won the first, no. He won the first race, yep. right? So, yep. No, I, uh, I agree. I just, yeah, so may, maybe yeah. they do. I just, I, I may or may not have been close to a, a situation like that, and it doesn't go very easy. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely not um, when it comes to Red Bull. I mean, if he has to if he has to stay Red Bull, then, I, yeah, the options are, are close. I don't know if he has to. Maybe... Maybe he moves on for the last year, but it's it's difficult to see. I don't know. I just feel like Honda's going to be like, I don't know, man. Like we're we spent a lot of money here. It didn't work out for a lot of reasons, and many of them valid. So let's let's move on. But maybe not. Yeah, but yeah. but maybe I mean maybe they. I mean, right? It it looks like Jets there long term. Yeah. Right. Yep. And maybe they say Kenny will do a. You know, we're going to do an extension for you, and and our plan is you know, Chase is signed through next year, so. Chase is there for another year. So maybe Kenny one more year, and then we're going to decide what we're doing with Jet, you know, and yeah. then go from there. Because I don't know that there's a – yeah, I just don't know. There's there's a lot of guys up. I don't really know where everyone's going to end up. It's kind of tough, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, Marvin's uh, up. Uh, Coop is up. Um, you know, so the, I'm thinking of a KTM has got a couple spots potentially, right? Maybe uh, – uh, I can't see Coop going to Honda because – that would uh, block Jet a little bit, right? Because you'd sign Coop to a multi-year deal. He's not going to go there for a year. Uh, but maybe Sexton leaves. So who knows? So a lot, lot of things still going on. Bummer for Roxon for sure. Um, you know, Dan, obviously the conspiracy theorists, people were out in full force on this. But I truly believe it's a, it's a physical issue. Uh, maybe a little bit of mental health. But I truly believe there's there's nothing more to this than he's not physically able to to, you know, do what he needs to do on the track. Yeah, I just, I just think that at that level, if you can't perform like at the highest of your ability, then it's not worth it for these guys, and it's just easier for them to pull the plug. Right, right. Uh, let's go to some phone calls here about Roxon. Caesar, what's up, man? You got a, a Ken Roxon question? Yeah, I mean, not so much a question, but just so you just touched bases on that. You know, the whole mental health. You know, for some, you know, it may seem like that might, you know play a factor in it and then he might be seeing how Eli is doing so better you know and then Jason's always you know we can all see how they both progress mm-hmm. you know he might be like 
you know, what what am I doing? You know, what is the team? What are we not doing? You know, could it be that, you know, maybe he tries to do that next year? I know you guys mentioned the whole, you know, teams and all that, but I, th- I think it, you know, might be time for a change. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. You know, we, so. Could be. No, I I, uh, I agree. I think I think some of the Honda guys were frustrated with them last year and kind of not showing Coop a little more of a wheel, not being a little bit more aggressive with Coop uh, and near yeah. the end of the series. So, I, you know, I, I think there's something there. So, uh, thanks, so, Caesar. We'll see what happens. You yeah. Know. yeah. Thank thanks, you. man. Um, yeah, interesting to interesting things. Uh, all right, Dan, you're close to Cooper Webb Camp, obviously uh, running the 83 facility besides the Get and Athena thing. Um, he's doing better. He went through a stretch where he had three straight eighth places. Uh, he's parted ways with Michael Byrne a little bit, uh, or not a little bit, but he's parted ways with Michael Byrne, and he's gotten a little bit better here. Podiums now recently. I'm sure he wasn't stoked at Daytona. Uh, Shane McElrath got in his way, but... As much as you can, uh, take us through the switch from Burner to uh, what he's doing now. Yeah, I mean, it's not really my place to say, but we, we all are in the same circle. And um, I will say that I think Coop was in shape coming into the series. He mm-hmm. got second at the first race. Um, he did struggle a bit through through a couple rounds. I mean, it was no secret he was struggling. Uh, and Coop is the person who will do whatever it takes to win, um, a lot like the days of Chad Reed and Ricky and James. In my eyes, that there's some people who will just do whatever it takes. And, you know, when your boss is telling you, hey, we need to make a change, um, he's like, whatever. You know, whatever it takes. If you think this is why I'm not winning, then I'll do it. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's kind of where it came from. <clears throat> um, I don't think that him and Michael are on bad terms by no means. I think that it was not Michael's choice, but, you know, he wanted to see Coop succeed too. Do I think that Coop has changed his program and gotten shape in two weeks? Like maybe was being said? No. No. I don't don't think that that changed anything. I think that there were a lot of changes, um, whether it be the bike or Coop mentally or whatever it is, but he just wants to win, and if they're telling him this is what you got to do to win – He's willing to try it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of where it's at, you know what I mean? Um, it, he did some interviews. He rode with Jed. He's been riding at 83. Yes, he has been riding at Alden some, too. Um, you know, he's, he just wants to win, man. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, kind of. Tough situation for you as buddies with Michael Byrne. I mean, we all like Burner. He's been around forever. Great dude. And then you're, you're helping out Coop. So, tough situation for Dan Truman. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was it was tough for sure, but you know business is business. Yep. Um, you know I let them do their their side on the business side. I, I do you know what I'm asked to do on my side and and kind of keep in my lane. Um, again, I don't always agree with all the decisions, but uh, I do agree things weren't working. Yeah. Um, how they were. So if everybody on one side felt that this is what needed to be done, then then whatever it's worth a shot, right? But, yep. Yeah, he's been better lately. Um, you know, I I, th- I think Tomac would have got him uh, late in that race, regardless of, of the lapper. But I could also understand if people said that Cooper could have gone on to win that. You know what I mean? Either one is fine. Nobody yeah, really I mean, knows. I don't, but, I don't put it all on Shane by no means. Um, right. I mean, Cooper switched his line to that right side. Um, maybe should have went left more. Uh, Shane obviously was in the way and could have done the triple as well, but obviously wasn't intentional. Those guys ride together. It is what it is. Uh, I think Brees got in the way earlier. There was no blue flag. Um, I don't know that Eli would have passed them just for how greedy Coop is. I feel like he would have, you know, fought to the death. But yep, yep. Um, that that would be my only argument is I just 
Coop had never won Daytona, so I think he would have really laid it out there to try and do something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll never know. Five straight podiums for Coop at Daytona, including the year at Yamaha also. Yep. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, so close, but yet so far away from, from winning that race. Um, we're going into round 10. Obviously, Anderson um, and Mookie got into it. Uh, I think they've dropped it. They, they uh, I, Mookie spoke about it on Swap Moto Live that they have talked it out because um, they both got. I mean, look, I don't know about Mookie winning the title, but Anderson's got a title to win, and Mookie got, wants to do third in the points would be fantastic. He's right in the running with Coop and Sexton and Barsha for third. Like these guys can't be doing what they were doing. They, they just can't. And I'm, I, it sounds like it's done, Dan. Yeah, I think uh, the guys, i seen the guys talk after the race. It looks like Jason actually went over to, to Malcolm, I believe, and, and shook his hand and said, listen, man, like, we got to be done with this, right? Like, I mean, Jason for sure started it, uh, but Malcolm wasn't letting it go either, and, you know, things just kept escalating. And at some point, you know, JT had mentioned this earlier in the year, uh, this is why you don't start fights with Barsha and these guys early in the season. It's just you you don't need it, right? They're going to ruin your title title hopes for no reason at some point. So I think both guys kind of proved their point, and, and they are moving forward. So yeah. um, I don't think we'll see that Do you, you know, to that extent. I think yep. they're still going to race each other hard. but yep. they, um, they both got docked for you know, doing Mach 4 off the side of the track. <laughs> and this, this is a common thing with Jason. He's got to stop doing this. They're going to have to go. They're going to have to penalize him more. Do you think there was, should have been any penalty for rough riding for Mookie's move or, or anything like that? No, no, no okay. absolutely not. Um, I think all the moves were fine. Um, the one from Jason earlier in the year, I mean, they were all aggressive, but, I mean, these guys are going for big paychecks and stuff. And uh, the, the off the side of the track, though, I mean, Mookie's was – pretty pretty big uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I know. It was pretty big uh, I actually didn't see Jason's I don't know if he got it from the sand and then cut across I assume that's what happened there but uh, yeah Mookie's was pretty big yeah it really was uh, absolutely Dan um, I shouldn't even ask you this question because you're super biased but I'm gonna ask you anyways is Daytona any good does it do we need to ditch Daytona uh, I'm definitely not gonna say I'm super biased uh, well you are because you're Florida guy <clears throat> yeah, but I do think the event is good. It, I mean, the crowd was awesome. The event was yep. the event was really good, and I want to say it's probably one of the better Daytonas we've had in a long time. Um, it just it kind of sucks for Ricky. He gets so blamed for some of this stuff, and it's so out of his hands, man. Yep. Like, well, I, I wrote that. I said that. I agree. Yep. yep. Yeah, and it's just it's so out of his hands, and I just I don't have the answer. I don't I don't know the answer. There's so many rules and restrictions of where they can build the track and stuff. It's yeah, just, uh, yeah. It, it is tough. I do think that there should just be some changes for Daytona of, of some sort. I don't know what they are, you know, but it's so hard to pass anymore. And I mean, the start's so important there. And yep, yep. yeah, I don't. It's I don't, just not what it used to be. Get rid of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not Daytona. Rick Johnson Daytona. It's not that. Or even, um, you know, Tim Ferry Daytona when I was working for Red Dog, you know, like not that long ago. <laughs> it's definitely not what it used to be for sure, but and I don't know who to blame for it. Uh, I right. think it's just the rules and the regulations that they're all held to, but yep. the event was cool, man, seeing that crowd. I heard, I heard the crowd was unreal. Yeah, it, it was really cool. It was. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls for Dan Truman here from Get and Athena. First up is David. David, what's up, man? What's your question for uh, Dan Truman, Fly Racing, Moto 60 show? Hey, fellas, how you doing today? Good. Um, I got a question. Of course, I was watching the broadcast from Daytona and that bizarre crash that uh, March Banks had. They interviewed him and said the handlebars broke, but the pictures that I saw it looked like the the tie bolts that hold the clamp broke. Um, 
how do you think Mika Metals feels about that? Because if it was bolts, I mean, that's really not – they the, don't make the bolts. I'm sure they source them. So The bolts on the mounts, on the bar mounts. Yes. Um, I didn't see any photos, actually. So, I don't – Dan, what, do you, what, what, what went wrong uh, there? I, I seen the – I was – busy at the time but i did see a interview like when we were in the truck of them talking to march bank yeah. and i did see him where he said his bars broke and i remember the mcgrath interview from like 96 when he was like my rentals did not break uh remember his bar yeah. mouth broke i think it's yeah. Mickey. I, I don't know i mean it's hard right we want these riders to all be honest and tell us stuff and then when they're honest then we're like oh you know they're bashing the company so i, I don't have a problem with it if they broke they broke i mean it's it is what it is i mean yeah, I mean, handlebars yeah, I break. Just, handlebars break. They they really do. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, I get what I you're know, saying, I mean, and maybe it sorry, wasn't the good. bars, and, and yeah. they took the fault for it, but believe me, I work at a company. I've taken the fault for a lot of stuff over the last 10 years. It's not my fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Ignitions? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess if you're, yeah, if you're someone at Mika, you're like, hey, bro, the bars didn't break, but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, what do you want for March Banks, right? He's not going to analyze it. He just knows the handlebars are attached to something, and that the bars broke in his hands. So, uh, yeah, probably not stoked on that. Honestly, David, I didn't see a photo to see the mounts were still on the bars, you know? Uh, so I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, I saw, I saw yeah. like, one of those, like, uh, Bigfoot-like photos on uh, on Vital where you could see it looked like the clamp was still hooked onto the bars. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. just curious of, like, Dan's perspective, you know, being a bar guy. It's I know it's, like, in a heat of the moment thing, but it definitely would be a bummer. You yeah, know? I think it'd be a bummer if you're, if you're a handlebar guy like Parabinos or, or Valade or, you know, buddies that we yeah. have. But at the same time, yeah, you just go, huh, oh, whatever, you move on. So okay, thank you very much. Appreciate All right, it. thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Phillips on five. Philip, you got a Roxon comment? Yeah. Hey guys. Um, so one thing we've noticed about with Roxon, like ever since he jacked up his arms, like he just has not been the same. And he's had multiple years where he's had dealt with illness and even pulled out one year. Do it. Like I personally dealt with a broken leg and Epstein Bar within the last ten years, and I still feel the effects of both those. Is Roxon even going to be ready for the outdoors? Like, this isn't the first time he's had to pull out. Like, you know, could we, could he end up just pulling out the whole rest of the year? And, uh, you know, starting over either with Honda or someone else? I don't think so. I think he's got, like, remember uh, he was um, uh, Instagramming that he was going to, was it Denmark? I think. Yeah. Uh, he really did yeah. go. He really did go. So, you know, I think right. there's something going on, like, uh, not not physical, but physiological. I don't think I even said that right. Yeah, well, yeah. and that, that's why I say, like, you know, like I still feel the effects of Epstein Bar, and that was like three, four years ago. Yep. Um, and, I mean, and these, and I don't train and work to the level that these but, guys but do. But Philip, he, he no, no, but Philip, he got second and third in the two series last year. So I, I get what you're saying. Like he had COVID, and <laughs> maybe he's got Epstein, all that stuff. But like last year, just last year, he performed very well, right? Um, oh yeah, so, no, I, and I'm not discounting those. Um, well, I mean, like coming towards both the end of the se- those series, like he tapered off. He and, did, yeah. He's done that uh, a lot. Yep. I mean, I, but I guess that's always kind of been an issue with every year, though. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I know what you're saying. The, the what if for Kenny is what if he didn't break, hurt his arms? Because yeah, there's no doubt that he, he's not the same guy. And even having said that, he's such a badass dude. Even with, after those arm injuries, right? Um, oh, for sure, I, I, yeah. Dan, do you think there's any chance he d- doesn't come back for outdoors? I mean, I guess there's a I chance, mean, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a chance. I think that 
that isn't really on the radar right now. I think the goal is to 100% let's get healthy, whether it is, you know, uh, I think the earlier caller did mention his dad is here. You know, there was other people in his camp from back home that were here this weekend in Daytona. I think that they are all hands on deck to, like, let's get Kenny back to where Kenny can, you know, win races. Yep. So yep. Um, I don't think it's in their plan. Obviously, if they just can't figure it out and he can't do motos come summertime, then sure, maybe maybe it's a different story. Yep. But I, I don't think he's just like, hey, I'm, I'm done. Right. You know? I don't uh, think that's it. All right, Philip. Thanks, man. I guess we'll see. Thank you. Thank, no thanks Take for the call. Appreciate it. You know, uh, what about Christian Craig going over to Honda for a year? You know, they like yeah, him. I'd- he did well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of one-year options, right? I mean, you got Colt Nichols who do, who would be happy to prove himself anywhere, I think, right? Yep. And yep. Um, some of these guys like Craig and Nichols, if they could get a one-year 450 deal, they would they would jump on. I don't know if Craig would take a one-year 450 deal, but maybe he would. Right. Um, okay. I, I'm still not sold that. Christian and Jamar don't end up on Star Yamaha next year when Bobby's like, hey, you can yeah. win and make money on 250. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Both. Of the, how many 250 riders, Dan, have we heard in our history tell us, I'm, I'm out of this class. I'm not coming back. And then yeah. they're back. It, it happens all the time. It's, I mean, I, they, it, it, they have to... You know, they have to make money, right? right, and provide for their families. Yeah. And if you have a 250 team that's willing to pay you really good money and you have good race win bonuses, like, I mean, yeah. turn off your social media and, and go make money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. We got a concussion protocol question from Jake. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Um, so I'm surprised that it seems like I'm the only one thinking this. Uh, but we saw RJ get literally obliterated, dead asleep on the track a couple weeks ago. And he said he was approved – from concussion protocol that same day how how is that even possible i think you're not the the only one thinking no no here's what i think happened here's what i think happens you hit your head and at the track they 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 give you a uh an inspection at the track and they don't clear you necessarily they clear you from like having to they clear you that you can go home you can go to your hotel room like you, you don't need to go to the hospital they clear you that way then you take the concussion test a few days later online on a computer to see about going to the race the next weekend. So, so there's a couple of clearances. Online tests. Like that, well, that doesn't seem safe. To get I to what know. you're asking around, uh, around the bush is uh, it's not – it's not a great concussion protocol, I don't think. They, I'm not going to step on anyone's toes or anything yeah. like that, but I feel like there are some guys that maybe shouldn't be out there sometimes that have hit in their head recently. I don't know, Dan. I'm not, I'm not enough to judge that. I know what you're saying, Dan, like in your opinion, and, and you know, certainly I've, I've given – I don't know. Everyone right, acts not, differently I, to a concussion. So I, I'm not jumping on RJ by no means. Right. Obviously, he was yep. asleep, and maybe he was fine or whatever the case was. But there are cases where guys have had really bad crashes on Thursday so, or Friday, and they should not be racing, right? So, but well, yeah, but that's not nobody sees that, so nobody knows that. No race officials see that. That's that's the parents and the sponsors, right? So I guess two different categories. Yes, right? two different but, categories. I mean, I've, also seen, I've also seen NFL players. Well, okay. Or not know their name, and they not be able to play either, or, so, or be able to play. Jake so. blows crashes at one of the Anaheim's. He's not moving. He's not moving an inch. I write. It looks like blows is KO'd. Like it, he didn't move. Blows texts me a day or two later. He's like, I was not out. I was out of my. I knocked the wind out of me, and I was laying there trying to, you know, c- compose myself. And I'm like. I don't know, bro. It looked to me like you weren't fucking moving. And he goes, no, dude, I swear. I swear to God. So I'm not, Jake, 
you know, I'm not the one to say to Blows, oh, you're full of shit, you're lying. Maybe RJ wasn't out. He looked out to me. I'll give you that. He was out, dude. Dude, he I'm just out. Blows looked out too. And I, so, <laughs> anyways, Jake, so there's a, there's a protocol on a Saturday night, like, hey, you need to go, you need to spend the night in the hospital, right, to be monitored. Or you need to, or you you're safe to go back to your hotel room, and then there's an online test that the guys all take before the season, and it tastes reaction time, and if you're within a certain amount of uh, of time, you can pass, you can go race. So that's the protocol. Huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, Jake, do you want a uh, pair of FMF goggles or some FMF or fly racing casual stuff? I would love FMF goggles. FMF goggles. Okay. All right. Stay on the line. Tits will get your information. All right, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Jake, uh, uh, Dan, but, like, you know, like, Blos is swearing to me he didn't knock himself out. Yeah, no, and, and it's hard, right? Like, yep. some of these guys crash really hard, and, and they hit their head, and, I mean, some people get knocked out easier than others. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, it's our sport's in a tough spot because it is so dangerous and stuff. And, I mean, you know, I don't Joe, think, our, Joey I don't Crown think is, was no, 100%. Yeah, Joey Crown, for instance. He, right? he can't race. Like, he, he's hit his head so many times, he, he probably won't race again, right? And then RJ has hit his head a ton, and he seems like he's okay. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's tough for sure. And, I mean, these guys, yeah, they're on a lot of contracts, especially the lights guys. If they miss certain amount of races, they don't get paid, things mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of it's scary. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's, a few more questions for Dan Truman here. Zach, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, uh, we haven't been to Detroit since 2017, uh, so I was just wondering um, what your opinion was on the track. Uh, Obviously, I'm sure you've seen the layout, uh, that sort of thing. So I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on the the track and how it's going to break down towards the end of the night. I looked at the track. It looks busy, but it looks pretty basic. Uh, we We have been to Detroit. Yeah, Chad got a podium there in 19, his last podium. Yeah, 19. Um, so we have Tomac, been there. Oh, okay. Tomac, Webb, okay, and, sorry. And, but uh, Dan, I used to love going up in the stands in in uh, in a uh, in Silverdome, and then they did it one year at this Ford Field too. Going up in the stands was awesome. Yeah, I think it, it's cool for the fans. It was always one line and kind of hard to really didn't change the, the racing much, but I still thought it was cool for the you know kind of stood out for Detroit. But the track does break down. The last event we had there was a triple crown, so it's a little bit different to see you know how that broke down versus how it normally breaks down, but. Um, with the dirt being stored, you know, and it being cold and wet yeah. when they build the track and stuff, it always gets really ruddy. So uh, I expect it to be – it looks busy. It does I look busy. It to be pretty, pretty ruddy. And, um, yeah, probably our readiest one of the year so far. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously it's cold there, um, Zach. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be busy, but it'll break down just like Dan said. And I didn't go to Detroit because I'm going to the crown jewel of the series uh, this weekend. I didn't go to Daytona, I should say. I'll go to Detroit. I'll go to the one that really matters. So, huh. awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you very Zach. much for your. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Uh, Josh is on four. Josh, uh, it's your first time going to a race. First time, uh, actually. How you guys doing? It's, Good. I've been to a couple Supercross races, uh, probably almost 15 years ago. But I, I've been telling my kids for a long time how awesome they are, and it's the first time I'm getting to take both of my kids. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And today is my oldest son's uh, birthday. He's turning 16 today. So uh, I got to give a shout out to Ryland for b- turning 16 today. Um, but anyway, um, I've never been there to that wow. per, uh, to this one this weekend. So um, I just want to kind of want to know if you could give me a little rundown on like the 
what what to look for, what to you know keep an eye on, or or what anything like party in the pits, anything like that. Well, unfortunately, Dan, this one's uh, the no. one race, the one race on the schedule where there is no party in the pits. Yeah, there's no, ah. there's nothing. There's uh, I mean, get there early, watch practice. There won't be signings, right, Dan? But they will have signed posters somewhere for the guy. Yeah, they they usually um, you walk down like one concourse. Uh, I don't know which one it is, and they have some tables set up with some signed posters and things like that. Yeah. Um, usually in that break between the first qualifying session and the second qualifying session, there's a pretty good break, um, and there'll be some stuff there. But unfortunately, and with where the event is, what no time? The I, I don't know what time. Uh, go, go practice. I think the doors open at one ish. Okay. So, uh, yeah, go there early and watch it all, soak it all in and hang out and make a day of it, you know. And you can't get into the pits to see anything. It'll be cold anyways. Everyone will be inside their trucks. But, right. you know, it, it, yeah, it's try to make it to Indy if you can. Indy should be better. But Well, uh, that, that was the thing. We were debating on which one to go to. And with just our – we have a crazy schedule. Sure, yeah, this yeah. is the one that really fit, you right. know. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, you, you I know you'll enjoy was, it, though. The racing will be good because this dirt always allows for good racing. So I think I yeah. think you'll still have a good time. Yeah, you'll be all right. All right. Good deal. Thanks, man. Hey, have a good one, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's get a Dalton on one. Dalton, you want to talk about the privateer race? Yeah, quick question for you. First of all, I want to say thanks for sharing that Logan Carnow thing, man. I probably wouldn't have seen that otherwise. And although I can't help a lot, it's always nice to help out privateers here and there when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding the Denver race, so are the ticket holders for the Denver race able to go in on Friday at all and watch that carnage? No, no, not going to be, not going to happen, unfortunately. I'm kind of bummed on that, too. I don't think Feld can make it happen. So, no, I'm working on trying to film it and, uh, and do all that, but uh, I'll let you know. Stay tuned to Pulp uh, MX Show, and I'll let you know. Trying cool, to do yeah, it. That, yeah. that would have been would have been something to be able to watch live. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Doing that as well, man. All right. Got my tickets to that, so hopefully we get that yummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah good luck, man. Thanks for, thanks for supporting those guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, private, Pulp MX uh, Yamaha LCQ race. They're giving me a race, Truman. Can't believe it. I know. 445. I know. Yeah. I, I think we should at least reach out to GoPro and get a GoPro on everybody's bike or Some, something. Something. Yeah, number plate or something. Yeah, just uh, so we have, like, right. you have footage of everything, right? Like, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I'm going to try to work on some filmers and, and figure it out. i got to talk to those guys a little bit. Uh, Dan, before we let you go, we're going to bring Jay, Jason Thomas on here. Um, two-stroke ECUs uh, and, and four-stroke ECUs selling well for the folks that get, and obviously the SOS hour meter. RPM dashboard. What's what's moving for you guys? What do you see an uptick in? Yeah, it's it's always kind of waves of stuff. You know, the GP started back up, and um, so the RPM dash that the KTM guys or gas gas guys as well now use, and things like that. People are always like, "Hey, what's on the front fender?" So it's an RPM dash. It works with any ECU stock or aftermarket. Helps for the starts. Um, you know, so that's huge. Obviously, hour meters, SOS hour meter will alert somebody if you crash. You know, for a lot of off road guys, enduro guys, things like that. So, you know, all those things, and then just having inventory of ECUs and CDIs has been huge a lot of other companies are out of everything so um yeah man it's we can't complain right now i don't know how much longer this big bubble is going to last but it's been amazing for for what it's been yeah i bet right it's been nice um also for so the rpm dashboard basically you tune it to your ideal rpm uh you can't hear your bike on the line because there's 39 other bikes with you you uh you settle on an rpm that you feel gives you the best start and then this rpm dashboard will light up when you're at the right rpm so you don't need to look at your uh, feel where your hand is or try to hear your bike or anything it's uh, super helpful 
Yeah, it's cool. We even ran on the uh, ATV guys at the first ATV National this weekend. We won that with the Phoenix guys, and so yeah, I mean it's a it's a cool. F- you know, you can use it on anything, right? Yeah. Any any bike or ATV. Uh, before we let you go, Dan, uh, email us using the contact form on Pulpamex if you want a discount from Get and Athena. Give me your winners this weekend. Give me the Jet and Cooper Webb will take his first win this weekend. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, all right, Dan. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right, that's Dan Truman. We'll get uh, we'll talk to more Truman later on for the Pulpamex uh, Fantasy Podcast as well. Plum Creek Funding, Zach at Plum Creek Funding, Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Uh, email him, call him uh, if you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, if you're a first-time buyer or an investor. Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs if you already own a home and you want to pull the cash out or, or lower your rate, refi. Contact a professional within 25 years of, with 25 years of experience. Plum Creek Funding, they're licensed in Colorado, Nevada, and California. Uh, Zach has helped me with a couple of homes, and he's done a great job. So Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Maxis Tires as well. Uh, Cade making main events with the Maxis Tires, uh, SGB Maxis Honda team. Doing good things. A-Ray is back uh, from his appendix, so he'll be in Detroit this weekend. And uh, please check out Maxis Tires for more information. Great uh, mountain bike tires as well. I have, uh, I have used those as well on the Intense Tasers. Light truck tires, trailer tires, all of that. Uh, we have a question for Fly Racing Gear that we'll get to as well on the lines. Uh, but uh, I want to get a real expert on here to talk about Fly Racing Gear. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening? How's things at Fly Racing? Oh, it's all right. Just got out of a meeting. Just getting ready uh, to head over to Detroit tomorrow. Yeah, the crown jewel of the Monster Energy Supercross Series. The New York City of the Rust Belt. Yes, yes, I, and I will be going to Detroit, to Ford Field. It's a nice stadium. It's a really nice stadium. It is a really nice stadium. Uh, I, I really enjoy the fact that you skipped, like, some of the best weather we've seen of the year at Daytona and are headed to Detroit. Oh, yeah. no, Really, really interesting choices you got there. I grind this thing out. That's what I do. Right. Questionable um, behavior. Oh, please. Give me a break. Uh, again, thanks to Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, Maxis, FMF Vision, Get, and the folks at Fly Racing uh, for coming on board. JT, what's the uh, Rocky Mountain ATV Fly Racing team there? Um, they're down to one guy. Uh, they looking for somebody else? Will they have one of their guys back? Are you aware of Anstey? And, well, Svachi's done for a while, but are you, uh, are you Anstey coming back anytime soon? I don't think so. No. Um, I think it's one guy. I know they were uh, tossing around some ideas for a fill-in, but I don't know that that has gone anywhere. Um, I, I heard some names that got bounced off of me, not that I have a say in it, um, but I don't think that they uh, – I don't think they got anything done yet, so I, w- I would look for one guy this weekend. Uh, big news: Ken Roxon out of the series. Uh, I think, I think he won't be back till outdoors. It didn't say that. I talked to some people that kind of gave me that uh, hint that he'd be back back for outdoors. Uh, what are the chances, though, JT, that he does not come back in 2022? Uh, would you put them at super low, or, or what do you think? I don't know, to be honest. I don't have a really strong opinion. I could see it going both ways. Um, you know, he's done plenty in the sport. You know, the financial the financial aspect is kind of off the table at this point. So if he wants to walk, he can. He's got to be frustrated, man. This has been just a roller coaster emotionally. Uh, it has to be really frustrating to know that you're capable of so much more and just not be able to get it done. And I just don't know. To me, it comes down to where's his heart? You know, it, does he really want to continue doing this? And 
at some point, I think if you just keep getting frustrated, I think he will walk. I just don't know if we're there yet. Um, it's a really, it's a really tough call. I, I think yep. part of that will be what what opportunities are in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, would he look at doing uh, Supercross and World Supercross or something like that? Like, you know, there there are a lot of possibilities on the table, and of course, a lot of people want to be affiliated with him. So, I think it really comes down to what does he truly want to do. Got to be tough on him. Absolutely, uh, you know, mental, physical, sickness. Yeah, I, I, hope, you know. I hope he can understand and um, at least have the awareness to know that he can pretty much do what he wants. If he wants to race and make a lot of money doing it, he can. And if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to, right? And, and there are, I only say that because there are, are not many people in this sport that get to call their own shots and they get to leave if they want to and, and stay if they want. Uh, usually you get forced into that decision by just lack of competitiveness or injury. Uh, so as bad as he probably feels about how things are, he's still kind of in the catbird seat. Like, he gets to call his own shots still. Right. Yeah, and, and a lot of racers, yourself included, don't get to do that. So, right, yeah. and I, I yep. just think it's as bad as it probably seems right now. It's really not that bad if you frame out a little bit. Right, right. So you would say you think we see him outdoors. I mean, you don't know. Nobody knows. But I, that's when you think we see him next. It's really tough to say. I think he probably tries it. But if it doesn't go well, I don't think he's around very long. All right. Um, all right, Jason Thomas here. We got quite a battle going for third right now. Uh, obviously, Tomac used Anderson and Mookie's um, uh, um, rivalry to pull some more points on Anderson. And he looks Anderson looks great. He'll probably win a couple more races the rest of the way, if not more. Uh, Eli, I think, is really going to in control of this thing at this point. He's up by 18. But we got a battle for third. Uh, Webb's 170, and then Barsha's 163, seven back, and there's Mookie and Sexton in the middle there. I'm guessing you like Cooper Webb, though, to emerge and grab a third, grab the third overall spot? Yeah, I do, and it's really more of, you know, I've been calling for this for a while, and I've taken heat for it and whatever, but I really felt like he would start trending back the right direction when things got more conducive to him. And this isn't some wild theory that I've had. I mean, re- results over the years have borne this out. You know, when the, the whoops get a little bit easier, the dirt gets a little bit more to his liking, he's really come around, and we're seeing that happen again. You know, he's gone 2-3-2. Two, over the last three weeks, and it's, it also happened to coincide when we moved east, and we're going to get more of that. You know, we're going to get soft dirt this weekend, we're going to get soft dirt next weekend, we're going to get soft dirt in Seattle, uh, and then we're going to get soft dirt going into St. Louis and then Foxborough, right? So we have a bunch of races in a row. And then Atlanta, we saw how great he was there at Atlanta last year. So all the way from now really to Atlanta, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be kind of firing on all cylinders, maybe even Foxborough, maybe even, you know, the last two rounds when we get to Denver and Salt Lake would be the only two where I'm like, well, we're kind of back to that West Coast dynamic where we could have tough whoops and a little bit more slippery dirt. But all the way till then, I kind of like how it shakes out for him. I'm not as optimistic as you. He's been better. There's no doubt. I mean, like you said, 2-3-2, right? He's been better. For sure. Daytona was very start-dependent, um, So, but he got it, so props to but him. His, his pace was he, really good, it too, was, though. It was. He got eaten up at Minneapolis. He got very fortunate to what win the— What place did he get at Minneapolis? I forgot. He got third, I think, or second, right? No, he got second. Second. He got eaten up and you know got some crashes going his way. And then the Triple Crown, 
you know, he had the first and second guy take each other out to win the first one, right, which sets him up well. The other ones he wasn't great in. So, again, number – Numbers on won, paper. He won one of those triple crowns. No, I know, way. but he got very fortunate. No, he got very fortunate to have the top two guys take each other out. And that, that's fine. Yeah. yeah it, it, uh, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm on, I'm not as, uh, he's better. He looks good. I still see some fortunate. I just, Cooper Webb with the championship years doesn't, doesn't have this stuff happen to him. That's all. And so we'll see. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to win the championship. This no, year. no. That, I know. That's not where I'm at. Yeah. But if you're looking at, is it, better or worse than it was in the first few rounds other than round one where he was just, you know, kind of just riding around and end up second. There wasn't a lot to write home about. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot better to me. Um, I'm not saying he's going to win races. I don't know if he wins a, a main event this year. I really don't. But it's certainly much better than it was. And that's really all I'm saying is the trend is going back in the direction he wants it to go in. And I think you're seeing his confidence build accordingly right minneapolis he he did go backwards just as you said but at the same time i don't think he was really all that confident why would he have any confidence coming off of a bunch of eighth place finishes in a row i think that's coming back around now and i think you could see how disappointed he was on the podium last weekend because he felt like he could win and i just don't think that's been there until recently and i think that's a really positive sign for him because we know he he really feeds off of that confidence Absolutely. We got the phone phone lines are still uh, almost full here. Seven oh two five eight six pulp. You got a question for Jason Thomas. We actually we have a fly racing question. He's been on hold for a while. Jackson, what's up, man? What's your fly racing gear question? Okay, can I get an update on kinetic mesh? I live in Pennsylvania and I like only race in the summer, so that's all I wear. And it's humid as shit in the summer. I love the kinetic mesh, by the way. It's my favorite stuff. Uh go ahead, JT. I wear. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're unfortunately just dealing with the same problems the rest of the world is. Um, so it is coming. It is uh, on the way to the USA right now. We're just in a we're just in a wait and see period until we can get it out. So I don't have a hard ETA for you. I don't have a hard race that we're going to debut it at. I was in a meeting right before this phone call uh, where we were talking about it. Um, so we're just kind of we're TBA at the moment, unfortunately. Okay, right. sounds good. That's all I wear. And, and listen, so. it's, it's March. It's March. You're not going to start yeah, riding yeah, until. Yeah, yeah. April, right? Next month, you'll start probably start riding. Yep. So, all right, there you go. You got some time. It's coming. I mean, yep. it, it literally is, is okay. on a boat right now. I just, uh, unfortunately, things aren't as smooth as they were. You know, two or three years ago, I could tell you, like, oh, it's on a boat. Okay, it's going to be here this day. That's just not how things are right now. And also, uh, because I feel sorry for you, do you want some fly racing casual wear? Absolutely. All right. You get it. You're on hold for a while, and you're waiting for kinetic mesh, and I love kinetic mesh, so I feel your pain. All right, stay on hold. You win the fly racing casual peril. Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, it's it's coming, everybody. Uh, JT, I ask the hard questions. That's what I do on Pulp Show or Fly Racing Moto 60 Show or whatever. So I'm uh-huh. asking, I'm going to ask you the hard question. Does this, does this make Michael Byrne look bad? Uh, I mean, on the surface, it's... I love burner. I love burner. You do too. I know. It can't, it can't be great. You know, (laughs) unfortunately we don't, we don't know all of the details. Um, so, you know, we're just getting a very artificial look at it. And unfortunately burner was, you know, who knows how it all went, but burner was no longer with Cooper going into Minneapolis, which also coincided with what everybody thought would be a little bit, more of a a better trend for him right so that's where it gets really dicey is it was it 
a change that they made? Was it the dirt getting better? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah, he's can, not getting in shape in one week, so you can write right. that so off. Yeah. Everything could be exactly the same, maybe, had Burner stayed. Or maybe not. Maybe they they made fundamental changes that we don't know about that have really helped turn this around. That's the problem is nobody's talking. We don't know. But if you wanted to build a case and say, look, they changed everything, changed trainer, and now he's doing better, I would not agree with you because I've been around this stuff for too long. Change, change doesn't happen that quickly. But I understand why someone would make that claim. Like if, if you wanted to take a really aggressive path like that, of like maybe you're the decision maker, maker at KTM and, and you said, look, see, we changed and look how much better we are. Oh. I'm not going to go along with you. I'm not going to go along with you. But I can see how could somebody could. You, you know those guys are. Ian, I'm Roger, sure. right. Pitt. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't agree with that. Right. Um, I just, especially when it comes to training and riding, like a bike change is different. But when it comes to, like, fundamental training, that stuff happens over months, not a couple of weeks. Like, that's just not how it goes. You can't do anything about if you're in shape or you did the wrong training program. You're in rough shape for a, a, the foreseeable future. Um, it's just not going to be that quick of a turnaround. It's just yeah. not. Yep. No. Absolutely. And again, Burner's great. He'll 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 emerge back with somebody or some team. Uh, I fully believe that at some point. But uh, yeah, it, it's got to. Well, and, and if you know, for anybody wondering, I, I've been around him. I've seen it. I know how knowledgeable he is and how much he can help people, which is why Cooper Webb hired him in the first place. Uh, so yeah, if if someone doesn't hire them then that's uh yeah that's on them because he can help a lot of people uh all right let's get to noah on five noah what's up man hey steve um i just i tweeted you earlier before the show and you got back to me pretty quick so i appreciate that but um you were talking about the team charter thing and i was wondering if you could like explain that a little bit more i'm not like understanding that all the way so i did a podcast with adam bailey and ryan sanderson from the world supercross guys the supercross global people and you know the basically they explained they are going to have 10 teams um approved to race their series and you'll be granted a a charter to their series so so no teams you can't just form a team and go to their race you need to be approved to be to get the funding and then once you're approved uh, you can sell that spot. So there's 10 spots, right? Whatever spots there are, I think there'll be 10, but whatever number they put on it. Um, but if you want to get out, if you don't want to, if you get approved, you race a few years, you don't want to keep going, you can sell that spot to somebody else who's waiting to, to form a team for the World Supercross rounds. Oh, okay. All right. That makes a lot more sense. Um, okay, same same as NASCAR. NASCAR on. does it now. Like Michael Jordan couldn't just start a team. He had to buy into a team. You had to buy a team oh, to, to get going. Right. So, okay. so it's done. It's done in F one. It's done. I don't know if it's done in MotoGP, JT. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, oh. it's the same. Same yeah. thing. So, yeah, it's it's done okay. in other motorsports. Okay, so that's what it, that's what was confusing me a little bit because I know how like for NASCAR and stuff, like for different rounds, we'll have like a different title sponsor. I didn't know if it like had something to do with no, that. No, or not. no, no. But, it's the team ownership and the ability to field a team. I got you. Okay, well, before I go, real quick, um, you guys were when you guys were talking about Roxy when uh, JP first came on, and it kind of got me thinking. Um, have we ever seen a rider get out of the sport like at the tail end of you know their height, their peak? 
you know, it always seems like it, it goes, you know, riders will go, and even even if they win championships or not, um, you know, they walk away from the sport when they're basically done. I, I mean, maybe with RV the exception because he had it, he just yeah. went to the GP uh, for his yeah, look contract. At RV, Dunge, Bradshaw. They were all. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, could, I was just thinking more like Sue, and then you guys were talking about Roxon, and then you know. I mean, when uh, when Kudrowski walked away, he was national number nine, I think. You know, combined, like, or maybe it was seven. Like, still a bad dude, right? And he just stops, yeah, I guess stops that's it. Fair. So, so yeah, we've seen a few guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. Thanks, well, thank Noah. Thank you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yep. Certainly happened before, uh, and I, I get, and we'll see. I, I do. I don't think Roxon's done, JT. I would put it at a low level. It, for all the reasons that you just said, it could happen, but I would put it at a low level. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit higher of a chance than you, but I would say less than fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, all right, AJ's on one. AJ, what's up, man? So I'm just curious. Um, Tomac is what three back from? Three all-time Supercross wins, right? Uh, three or four, right? Yeah, something like that. So if he passes Reed, Ricky, and James, where does that put him on the all-time list? Uh, well, he's already second all-time in 450 motocross wins. And if he gets second all-time in Supercross wins, he'll be, he'll be an all-timer, you know? Would he go on your Mount Rushmore? JT loves Mount Rushmore talk. He oh, yeah. It. He yeah, loves it. my favorite segment. Uh, Mount Rushmore talk? JT? Yeah. He's yeah, there. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I, I think okay. he's there. Yeah. No, thanks, AJ. I think. No, I, you, are he, you asking if he's on mine? Yeah. Um, yeah, would he go on yours? Or, like, if you're four right right now, yep. would he go on yours and who, and who would he kick off? If he does the things that you mentioned then I think he would have to. Um, I don't really have a Mount Rushmore, but I think if he did those things that you mentioned and went, you know, second, because he's never catching McGrath and he's never catching Ricky um, in their respective, uh, you know, record holdings. Right. But I, I think overall I think he would have to. Like you look at the longevity, the, the amount of winning in both disciplines, um, it would be really hard to make a case for him not being – the challenging thing is, is that it hasn't been like a really consistent run of domination where like Villapoto won four titles in a row and things like that. Like those, those make for a difficult argument to fight back against. But he's he's he's, he's kind of got both yeah. where he's an accumulator. You know, there's that big baseball argument where it's just they played for 30 years, so their stats are just unbelievable. Um, so he's, he's getting that. <laughs> where he's getting all these wins over years and years and years, but he's also had certain times in his career where he was undisputably the best rider in the sport, you know, which those accumulators don't always have. All right. Thanks, AJ. Thank you, man. Yeah, he's, he's, I would say he's more than accumulator. I would put like, ah, this feels like a shitty thing to say, but like Larry Ward's an accumulator, right? That's or, what I mean. Or, oh, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Larry, yeah. But Larry Ward was never the absolute undisputed best guy, where Tomac's getting both. Like, he's yeah. he's putting in the years, logging these I, year after year after year of yeah. win, win, win. But he's also, like, there were years, like 2017, I know he wasn't the Supercross champion, but I'll be damned if he wasn't the best rider. Yeah. There's no question in my mind he was the best rider, period. 
in the end. Like, he crashed himself out. I get it, but that's fine. You will not convince me that Ryan Dungey was better than him that year. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I think I think I'm with you on that. Uh, thank you to Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper, Maxis, FMF Vision, Get, and of course the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, speaking of Fly Racing, Thomas wants to talk about Brayton. Uh, Thomas, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I saw that you guys were talking or heard Justin Brayton talk in a post-race interview about some clutch changes. Uh, other than like switching clutch brands completely, like what could that be? Uh, it could be a lot of things. Could be like a, a recluse to a regular style of clutch. It could be a clutch arm length, you know, the arm coming out of your case. It could okay. be a a uh, lever, a pivot uh, on the lever where 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 the pivot bolt goes. So, yeah, it could be a few things. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. I mean, for an average consumer, it's really not. Sure. You know, just brands racing. Yeah. yeah so. No, the recluse. The biggest thing these guys are doing. A lot of them are going in between the recluse clutch and a. Um, uh, a regular clutch, like you, what you see in your OEM bike, the Recluse is a pretty grabby clutch. Uh, works pretty well. It's a different system. It's got more springs in it and a few more plates and stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say that a lot of guys go back and forth between that. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. All right, no problem. Thank you. I know just just a side go note ahead. to that. Um, I know Jeremy Sewer has been pretty vocal about, like, the starts in MSGP right now. Everyone is just obsessed with clutch settings and uh, modifying clutches and everything mm-hmm. for the start. Um, so I'm not technically knowledgeable enough to know what they're doing. But he just said, like, if you wanted to look for all the innovation and where guys are really focusing, it's all in the clutch right now for the start. Oh, they got greats. They got maps. They got everything, you know. So yeah. Well, he was just saying clutch specifically, which, you know, I don't, I don't know what all you can do or change or whatever. But I, it was in one of the interviews at the end of last season where he was just like, man, you guys wouldn't believe how much work and, and technical expertise and innovation is going into the clutches right now. Uh, before we let you go, JT, uh, listen, it's still coming up, but I am so excited for the Jet Christian Craig showdown. Oh, yeah? All right. Who, I'm good with it. Who's, who's got it? Who, who's got it? Um, I think on a track like that, I, it, I would be hard-pressed to not pick Jet. Um, because of Speedway? On a, more, on a Speedway yeah. Track? yeah. On a more traditional Supercross track, I think that lends more to Christian's strength because tougher whoops, and um, I just think he's so precise and perfect. But on a track like Atlanta, I think you can open up a little bit more, right. and I think that comes back to you know your 250 national champions, uh, you know, expertise. Right. Okay, what about like long whoops? Well, if they have them, you know, if they have really tough whoops like Anaheim, San Diego, anything like that, then that, that definitely helps Christian. I just don't know that we're going to see that because Jet's good in them. Like, it's not like Jet is not great in them also. So Christian won't have this gigantic advantage like he did over the guys he was racing against. If um, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, if they start in the – if they both start in the top five or six, uh, do they go one-two? In some order? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're clearly the two best guys yep. in, in the field. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, I just – I also wonder a little bit, too, how much, how much like, would Christian be willing to risk to beat Jet? Like, does it mean that much? Uh, because he is in such a dominant position for the championship. Are you really going to take, you know, gigantic chances just to beat Jet when, you know, this thing you've been chasing your entire life is right in front of you and you've got to keep your ego in check. Right. No, that's a good point. All right, before we uh, let you go here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, the crown jewel of the series, the New York of the <laughs> of the Rust Belt, the premier race of the series, uh, who wins? 
I got to go with Tomac. Um, you know, it would be easy for me to point to a rebound race for Jason Anderson, uh, but I just don't have any reason to not pick Tomac. You know, I, I don't have a lot of reasons to specifically point to Detroit being a race he's going to win. Mm-hmm. I just think he's doing everything right right now. Like, the starts are better. Um, his confidence is at an all-time high. And I just don't see a lot of holes in his game right now. So week to week, when you have someone that you can't really find any weakness, why are you not going to pick him? All right, before we let you go, for real now, one more question. What was it like going up in the stands in the old Silverdome? You know what? It was uh, it was pretty cool, but it, it was really challenging because you went up there, and if you were in any kind of battle, you were turning on a wall, you know? Yeah. So. Like, we saw that McGrath crash the one year where yep. it was just chaos. Right, right. Like, that was really easy to do. And, and for a guy like myself who's shorter, um, you can't put your foot down. So you had to be really careful uh, up there. So I just, like, I was like, don't do anything stupid. You don't have to be the fastest one through here. Just jump up, jump down, get through the turn, and, and uh, let's make it happen. I remember Red Dog telling me at the base of the of – the, at the base of the bottom, they'd put a jump there, and it would be so ruddy. Because oh, yeah. you're, 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 the G-forces of coming down and going up the next ramp, uh, yep. the next takeoff, was so bad. <laughs> so Well, you know, the funny thing now is, like, the races and the tracks are so much less ruddy than they used to be. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think that guys now, you know, you're talking racers that are 20 years old. Like, they were literally born in, like, Chase Sexton was born in, like, 2001 or something, you know? Right. It's crazy how young these guys are. So if I try to talk to them about the track, like when Shane King was racing Detroit Air Pontiac uh, with myself and those guys in 2000, he's like, "Uh, yeah, that was before I was born. That's like like somebody talking to me about the Super Bowl motocross track in 1972. You know what I mean? That's that's the frame of reference you have to start thinking about for some of these guys. I had somebody on my show, some kid, and they're like, maybe it was Kitchen, Kitchens. He's like, yeah, I don't really remember the Ricky era. I'm like, oh, my God. Did he say McGrath? I thought he said McGrath. I thought he said Ricky. Uh, maybe it was Ricky. I'm yeah, just he like, would be that age. Yeah. I'm just like, oh it's my a, that's god! Insane. Like, there's no way. How old is he? <laughs> He's like 20, right? I don't know, man. 19. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's like no. 2006. Ricky's last he year was 07. So you're if you're born in if you're 19, you're born in you know 03, and Ricky quits in 07. You're four years old. And you yeah, get in the moto around seven, ten years old. Yeah, it's depressing. It's fuck yeah, it's depressing. I'm gonna go jump out my window right now. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, we because we don't we don't feel like Ricky's era was very long, or I don't <laughs> feel like it was very long. JT, do you have trouble remembering Ricky's era? I do not. <laughs> so. All right. I, yeah, it feels really recent. I got to go. It's depressing. See ya. Thanks. All right. All see right. Ya. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly race and moto sixty show ends on a whoa. What are you doing? That's the wrong. Ugh. I was this close to having a great day. Just just yeah. right there. Well, it's it's fitting that we end on a depressing note <laughs> and then you screw up the, the yeah. outro and everything else. So, all right. Who knows? We may be back next week. We might not be. I may I may throw myself off of, uh, of a roof here. So, all right. Thanks, Tits. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. See you next week, maybe.